The Sons of Liberty is a politically neutral organization. We believe that the Judeo-Christian ethic has provided the principles upon which this nation was founded. It is our belief that these principles provide not only the foundation and framework for American government and society, but are also essential to the maintenance of a fair and just society. All program content is based on a Christian biblical worldview. One of you said to me recently that we shouldn't rock the boat. Well, ladies and gentlemen, I want to tell you that I am a boat rocker. Good morning, America. Welcome, Christians, conservatives, constitutionalists, liberals, libertarians, communists, Islamists, LGBTQ, RSTV, WXYZ people, all the boat rockers who are in the house, and anybody else I may have missed to the Sons of Liberty Radio Show here on Red State Talk Radio. I'm your host, Tim Brown, coming to you live from the U.S. occupied state of South Carolina. The editor at Sons of Liberty Media.com, and for our Muslim friends, I'm the infidel that Allah warns you about. I hold to the book, the Bible. As the authoritative word of God, glad that you guys have joined us here on Tuesday morning. If you would like to check us out online, please do so. Go to Sons of Liberty Radio or Sons of Liberty Media.com. And if you head over to Sons of Liberty Media.com, you're listening by Red, Red State Talk Radio. And you want to watch the video portion of the radio show. That's right. You can see the faces made for radio. Head over to Sons of Liberty Media.com. Scroll down right on the right side of the page. And if you're using a mobile device, you want a browser that will allow you to see desktop version because I don't think that you can see this without that, okay? And uh, usually Chrome or something like that has it. You can scroll down. It's right here on the right side of the page. We've got two videos that are set up here. The bottom one is me. You can see it's going live now. The one above that is Bradley's show from yesterday. He goes live at 3 p.m. Eastern. If you want to uh, hear Bradley, if you've not been able to hear Bradley, he's not on Red State, so... Uh, if you want to hear him, head over to SonsLibertyMedia.com today around 3 o'clock. He starts at 3.06, and you can catch him there, or you can join us and click on the uh, video there, and you can join us in the chat if you want to do that. Also, we've just added Equipping the Saints. Now, this is uh, a page on SonsOfLibertyRadio.com where Bradley has now taken the My War series, which you can buy. It's a DVD series, and... He's put that up for free, okay? So if you click that, you can see hours and hours and hours of him showing you what the problems are and then giving you the solution from the Word of God. So if you want to do that, that is absolutely free to you. It's called Equipping the Saints. Go to SonsOfLibertyMedia.com, click on the icon there. It takes you right to the page. The videos are available. There's five of them. I think it's five parts there, and you can check those out. Also, if you want to pick up the DVD series, that's available here. There's a banner down below the slider on SonsOfLibertyMedia.com. Also, if you agree with our message, we always let you know that we have a need. We don't ask you for money. We just tell you we have needs. And if you would like to help us in getting this message out day after day after day, there's a donate button there. If you would click on that, that helps us do that. Also, if you'd like to partner with us monthly, you say, hey, I don't want to just give one-time thing. I'd like to be a partner. Maybe I can give. You pick your amount that, that you can do. I know things are very tight for everybody. 
But if you want to do that, there's a Become a Son or Daughter of Liberty link there at the top of SonsLibertyMedia.com. Click on that. Also, our store is available. T-shirts, hats, water bottles, coffee mugs, DVDs, all that stuff is in there. And not only are they great conversation starters or great gifts to give to somebody, but they also support the Sons of Liberty. So you can do that uh, in that way, too, and we very much appreciate it. Now, I told you yesterday we were going to have Dr. Kerry Madej on. And I got up this morning. I was very excited about it. And, and Carrie sent me a message. She's uh, I don't want to give everything. She's she's had some pain all night. So um, we're going to reschedule that. I told her not to worry about it, get rest or whatever. But uh, she's had some some pain all night. So um, she didn't feel that she would be up to part on things. So that's okay. Uh, we'll still move on because she presented me with some information. And I'm going to try to lay this out as best I can. You guys know that it's 6 o'clock in the morning... If you get to talking about medical terms and other things like that, my tongue is going to get all twisted here. It really is. So some of you may, I'm going to be some comedy relief for some of you guys. You know what I mean? Uh, it's, it's just going to be, it's going to be one of those things. I'm going to be comedy relief. There you go. So uh, one of the things that we want to do is, I, I know some of you guys who, want, who pick up the video feed, you get the title. And I'm sure some of you guys, uh, yeah, Joni, I was, I was going to see if Joni was going to be up this morning and say, Joni, could you call in, please? <laughs> she may do that in just a little bit when we get going, because she'll probably see I need some help. But, <clears throat> and I, before we start, I'm not a doctor. I don't play one on TV. I didn't spend a night in the Holiday Inn Express. And, um, and, and this show is about information. It's not about medical advice, Okay. But I do find it amazing, and you probably found it amazing, that you come on the Sons of Liberty, you guys who joined the the video chat, and you go, wait a minute, zombie apocalypse is part of the title here? Yep, that's right, zombie apocalypse. Why is the CDC have, I don't don't know, um, tens of thousands of entries, (laughs) it looks like, for zombie preparedness. Uh, look at this. This is, um, that's not the one. This is one of their, you guys on, on uh, Red State can't see this. This is one of their posters. It's a creepy looking chick with her finger, dirty fingers over like, I don't know what this is. Um, some kind of cloth or something like she's peeking over it. It's creepy looking. Get a kit, make a plan, be prepared, and it's the CDC. Again, I told you, they are the propaganda arm of the federal government, and they're not even authorized in the United States Constitution, and they get millions of dollars. Now, you're going to see the irony of some of the stuff that they say when we get into some of this. Now, I say that about Joni, and uh, lo and behold, you know, the Bible says, asking you shall receive, right? <laughs> Good morning, Joni. Good morning, Tim. How are you? I'm great. I'm great. Uh, how are you? I'm doing well. My tiller's getting fixed, so I'm a happy camper. <laughs> okay. All right. <laughs> well, look, I've got several things, and if you want to stay on for the show, that'd be great, because I think probably you can add a lot more to this than I could ever do by just reading some of these things. But one of the things was I, I got a, a paper the other day from a friend on Facebook. 
And then when Carrie and I were setting things up, she said, have you seen this? And it was this, and you've probably seen it because it's being passed around. This guy, his name is J. Bart Klassen. And I'm putting this up on the screen for everybody to see. COVID-19 RNA-based vaccines and the risk of prion disease. And uh, so I don't know, I, I'm assuming that what this, what's, what this is, since it's not, I don't have it tied to a website or anything, this is a paper the guy has written, and it's been submitted for like a peer review. I, I don't know if you've seen this or not. Have you seen this? Oh, yeah, this is, this is part of, um, you know, I was doing research on prions before, because uh, in some of these, um, let's say, vaccines that you get for children and all, the like the DTP, the hexavalent uh, vaccines. Corvelva in Italy did a study, and they found some particles in these particular um, vaccines that did not react like any other type of molecule or particle they had ever seen before, and they determined them as a prion. Now, prions, according to the research, is very difficult to kill if you can kill it at all, mm. and According to the theory, it can cause disease. Okay. All right. One of the let, let's read the abstract for this guy because, well, let's not okay. try to read that because there's a lot of stuff in there that I'm not going to be able to pronounce. I, I think, uh, and I don't want to. I don't. Wanna, I can help you. I don't want to bore people with that. But one of the things that I read down in here was as this guy is explaining how it works and then how the vaccine, these mRNA vaccines, come in behind it. It's that somehow it's affecting your neurological processes. Am I am I wrong in that? And that's what. No, that's what prions do. Okay. Prions, um, according to the theory, is basically remember mad cow disease. Yep. They postulated that was a prion. So this is what basically a prion disease, a prion molecule, or what a what they say is a prion does. It mainly affects neurology your neurological functions okay all right so they call uh at the cdc they call prion diseases or transmissible spongiform i'm guessing that's how you pronounce that and encephalopathies encephalopathies is that right encephalopathy thank encephalopathy. you thank you we're just going to call them tses that's what they call them here i'm thankful that they put little acronyms there yeah. are a family of rare progressive mm -hmm. neurodegenerative disorders that affect both humans and animals they're distinguished by long incubation periods now keep that in mind because if you were listening to dr lee Merritt yesterday one of the things is she said, you know, you can come in these guys can come in and they can they can give you this or they can give you that and then it doesn't really take effect for another six months or maybe a year or two, and they're long gone, and then there's nothing to tie them with whatever happened to you, even though that's the main cause. And I find this very interesting because they said um, it's characteristic, uh, the spongiform changes associated with neuronal loss and a failure to induce inflammatory response. And there's some other information here at the CDC of what they have. But this gentleman uh, mm -hmm. who's put out this report, he goes into great detail about how this is going to interact with vaccines, uh, how it interacts with zinc. And zinc is part of the, 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 um, the solution that has been given with the hydroxychloroquine. And, and there's something else that starts with a Z. You would know it right off the bat. 
maybe zithromycin. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> that that is being used as sort of a cure or or a a treatment, if you will, not a cure, but a treatment for what they're calling COVID, uh, which has never been isolated, never been purified, never been demonstrated to even exist, but they're they're calling it this. What do you say to something like that when you when you read this guy's paper? Um, I mean, you know, I have been trying to you know do some research on this for a long time for prions. If in in fact, if if this what they're calling COVID could be either a prion, a parasite, or something that they're not even looking for. The the problem I've had is trying to make a link, but he seems to be making a link to to this that I have not been able to make. Now remember when they called the minks mm. in, in Denmark, you know, they put yep. a lot of mink farmers because they said they had COVID. Well, I don't believe that, but that's what they said. But at that point it was uh minks have what they call uh transmissible mink encephalopathy. They believe that it's caused by a prion and that is what, you know, they they killed them, buried them, then they were digging them back up. You know, because pions are um so difficult to kill according to the research that I have read and their theories on it, it, it can survive that. So that was another thing that, you know, triggered me that, well, there's something going on here with a prion that could be used with the COVID or if possible the COVID. I mean, because all they have focused on is a virus, virus, virus. They've never isolated that, so they haven't looked at anything else because that's the narrative and they're sticking to it. But right. I don't believe that's what it, that it is a virus. I, I don't believe that. But proving it is another another thing well and that was the interesting thing and that i think a lot of people found the the interview with dr Merritt very uh helpful yesterday very educational i mean the lady wasn't reading off any notes Mm -hmm. and she brought out all this history which i i was just loving that it was great and she was confirming all the stuff that we've reported here at the sons of liberty anyway uh she was piggybacking on all the things that you have talked about that you've written about the things that kate has talked about i mean it was just this confirmation and she hasn't had any interaction with with any of you guys, uh, and yet she was coming up with it, and then she could quote the history from it. She brings that, mm-hmm. um, you know, spinal surgery, I obviously, uh, knowledge, but she's been in the Navy, I think it was that she said, and so she has this military understanding too of, of things. And so she she brings all that in, and I would highly recommend that people, not because it's Sons of Liberty, but because of the information that's there uh, from Dr. Lee Merritt. In fact, I'm going to be doing a pre-record with her today on the mask, and we're Lord willing, we're going to do that on Thursday. We're going to we're going to play that on Thursday, and it's occult attachments and it's health you know problems and stuff like that that come with it. But one of the things that this guy said, he ties it to Alzheimer's. Um, Here's one of the things that he points out when he's raising some of his discussions. I'm just going to read a paragraph or two here. Uh, This is part of his discussion in this paper, this uh, Dr. Bart. He says, there's an old saying in medicine that the cure may be worse than the disease. The phrase can be applied to vaccines. In the current paper, the concern is raised that the RNA-based COVID vaccines... And, uh, oh, uh, this leads me to something else. Joni, if I forget because I'm going to read this, and my mind mm-hmm. just goes down this thing. Remind me to talk about definitions of vaccine. I need to bring that up today. That's a bombshell that's come out here soon, r- recently, okay? 
All right. Oh, yeah, that I have discussed that. That's okay. in the medical tables dictionary what a vaccine is. Yeah, I, I, I want to bring that up because that needs to be brought to the people. In the current paper, the concern is raised that RNA-based COVID vaccines have the potential to cause more disease than the epidemic of COVID-19. The paper focuses on a novel potential adverse event mechanism causing prion disease, which could be even more common and debilitating than the viral infection the vaccine is designed to prevent. While this paper focuses on one potential adverse event, there are multiple other potential fatal adverse effects as discussed below. Here's, here's one of the things he brings up. Over the last two decades, there's been a concern among certain scientists that prions could be used as bioweapons. This is what we talked about with Dr. Merritt. More recently, there has been a concern that ubiquitous intracellular molecules could be activated to cause prion disease, including Alzheimer's, ALS, and other neurodegenerative diseases. This concern originates due to potential for misuse of research data. Do you get that, guys? Misuse of research data. What did Kerry Mullis, uh, Mullins remind us of with the PCR test? It could be, it's not that the test itself has anything bad, but you can use it to, to just find anything you want to find. Misuse. That's, that's what he says. Of research data on the mechanisms of which certain RNA binding proteins like TDP43, you'll have to explain this to us, uh, <laughs> Joni, FUS, and others can be activated to form disease-causing prions. The fact that this research, which could be used for bioweapons development, is funded by private organizations, including... Anybody want to guess? And the first two guesses don't count. The Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation and Ellison Medical Foundation without national international oversight is also a concern. Yeah, I would think it would be. So here you, you can't get away from Bill Gates. Um, you want a boogeyman? There's the guy. There's the guy. He's the one orchestrating the money. He's getting into everything he can get that controls our daily lives. Food, the sunlight, our health, all of this stuff. If you want a public enemy number one, there's your guy. There's your guy. Now, Joni, um, one of the things that I, that I did want to bring up, and I did mark this uh, last night because uh, I ran across it, and one of the things I want to do is Bring this up so people can see it. Guys, this just happened this month, okay? This month. The Merriam-Webster Dictionary quietly changed the definition of the term vaccine. Do you remember, it was a couple of weeks ago, we played Dr. Simone Gold uh, from America's Frontline Doctors, and one of the things she said is, we need to call this an experimental injection, we, we showed you Moderna's site where they called these injections an operating system. They didn't call them a vaccine. They, called, they did refer to them as medicine, but they're not even medicine. And so they referred to them as an operating system. So since that time, I've taken that upon myself because I believe there's got to be repentance in our language where it's been stolen. Okay, um, And so they, they changed the definition of vaccine to include, include components. They changed it all for COVID. This alleged disease that has never been isolated, purified, or proven to even exist, they changed the definition of a word for the injection for it. 
And here's here's some screenshots. Now, this comes from the Red Elephants, okay? The definition of vaccine as of February the 5th, 2021. Here's what it says. And let me see if I can blow that up a little bit for the audience who's watching. The vaccine is a preparation of killed microorganisms, living attenuated organisms, excuse me, or living fully virulent organisms that is administered to produce or artificially increase immunity to a particular disease. Now, that's what it was on February the 5th. On February the 6th, look at what all they put in here. The definition of a vaccine, according to Merriam-Webster, they say since 1828, they probably should stick with the 1828 is what I'm saying, and then add other things in. A preparation that is administered as by injection to stimulate the body's immune response against a specific infectious disease. Um, And antigenic, I'm assuming that's how you pronounce that word, preparation of a typically inactivated or attenuated pathogenic agent such as a bacterium or virus or one of its components or products such as a protein or toxin a preparation of genetic material such as a strand or synthesized messenger rna that is used by the cells of the body to produce an antigenic substance such as a fragment of virus spike protein um joni what do you say to that I don't like the Merriam-Webster definition of vaccine. <laughs> I, I just don't. I always go back to what I learned in in school. Not that not that, that was great because that was a Rockefeller-type medication, but I used Tabor's Medical Dictionary. And in an article that I wrote, I um, put the link there to the online Medical Tabor's Dictionary. And my copy is from Humpkins. Is old. Uh, my newer copy is 1986. Okay, that's old. <laughs> 1986. You got to get an, copy. I, you but, probably got the right but, copy um, then. Do I, yeah, I said you yeah, probably got the I right put, copy. You know, in, when they start messing with the, when they start, this is one of the things that socialists do. Everybody needs to understand this. When they come in to start undermining the culture and the law, they start changing the definitions of words. Okay, and I can give you several instances that deal with the moral law of God. We don't call adultery adultery anymore. We call it an affair. We don't call sodomy in sodomy anymore. We call it gay. We don't call a lie a lie anymore. We call it an untruth. You see how how slippery that is and how how smooth that is to get things that are against the law into your mind to where you say it's not that bad. Um, I'm just throwing it out. That's for free, folks. Um, But one of the things that you've got here, what do you have for the definition when you look to your dictionary there, um, Joni? All right. Uh, Now, remember, in in Tabor, it's very specific. It's very specific, and vaccines cover actually four and a half pages Mm. in in the Tabors. So I'm going to give you the simple definition, then I'm going to give you the four different types. So vaccine comes from vaccinus, which is pertaining to cows, and it is a suspension of infectious agents or some part of them given for the purpose of establishing resistance to an infectious disease. There's four general classes. You have the living attenuated infectious organism that's put into 
you know, the adjuvants and all, and that's mm. like uh, tuberculosis and smallpox. Okay. Okay. You have uh, infectious agents that are killed by physical or chemical means. That's put in there, and that would be like cholera, dysentery, things of that nature. Then you have soluble toxins of microorganisms, and that would be like diphtheria and tetanus. Then you have substances extracted from infectious agents, and these are the encapsulated parts that you would use for pneumococcus or okay. pneumonia, the pneumococcus vaccine. The pneumococcus agent that causes pneumonia, <laughs> that's what I wanted to say. So that's, that's the four types of okay. vaccines. Then you get even more specific than that. I mean, there's just so much. So, you, I mean, when you go in there and you read about vaccines and tabers, you're reading a lot. You're getting a whole lot more than that little blurb of Merriam-Webster. That's why I do not like Merriam-Webster for that. Okay. If you want medical information, you go to the medical source. Yep. Okay. All right. Well, I thought I'd bring that up because most people are not going to do what you're saying because they're not medically minded. They're they're just going to say, well, what is this? If they go, if they even go and look up the word, they're going to go to you know the dictionary. And they're going to pull it off, and they're going to go, okay, well, this means this. Now they've they've quietly changed that. Notice, I mean, that you would think this would be like major national news that a well-known dictionary since 1828, right, mm-hmm. had mm-hmm. changed the definition Absolutely. and had changed it solely on these, RM, these mRNA injections dealing with the non-proven COVID. And you would think that would be a national news to let people know, hey, we've now changed the definition of what a vaccine is. And I got a, I got a, I got a strong feeling that that is setting up for the fascists at Facebook and the fact checkers to say, oh, see, Tim is calling it an injection. He's calling it this, that, and the other, but it's really a vaccine. See, it's setting them up for the socialists to do what they do, these useful idiots out at lead stories and Alan mm-hmm. Dukies and all, and I call him that. His name's Dukes. But the the thing is, is they want to come in and they want to discredit the truth. That's what they're trying to do. And they've done it over and over. This is why we have such problems with with all the stuff that we're dealing with is because it's creating a confusion. Now, who is the author of confusion, folks? It's the enemy of our souls. It's the devil. It's Satan himself. And so, uh, by the way, Elizabeth says, great caller, great info. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, Joni is a plethora of information, and she, when she writes, she writes about things I, could, I just couldn't write about because she has knowledge, she has experience in those things. And, I'm, I'm, Joni, I'm, I'm really thankful that you called in this morning. I, like I said, I was hoping, boy, when Carrie went off and I got this stuff together, I'm like, I hope Joni is in the chat and that she'll call in <laughs> to help me with some of this. So I'm I'm very thankful for that. Well, well, it was when I wrote that article, and I said, you know, a lot of people don't know where to go to find medical definitions, and and Tabor's is online. The Tabor's Medical Dictionary is online. Now, it is not complete. It doesn't have everything. That's why I, I have this physical copy that I've had for, well, the date on this was 1986. That tells you how long I've had it. <laughs> a long time. And that was the newer version when I got it. So um, this is what I go to when I want to know the definition of anything or explain anything is go to the medical definition. Those should not be changing. These have been around 
you know, the definition of vaccine has been around for, I couldn't tell you how long, since they started years. doing it. And you don't just change these things for light and transient reasons. You know, there has to be sound medical reason to change a definition. And I don't see that in this. You, you just don't go changing a definition that's been accepted for years. Now, not that vaccines are safe and effective. They've never been proven to be so. But there is a standard definition for it by the medical community, which they recognize. Okay. All right. And people can go to tabers.com. That's where you can find the Tabers uh, dictionary there we can, that, that um, Joni's talking about, where you can find these things. Joni, and just get... type in vaccine. Type in vaccine, and, and you'll see what you're going to get. There is a mess of pages yeah, on I, Tabers. Oh, on Tabers. Okay. I was going to say, if you type it into Google, mm-hmm. I'm sure it's going to get buried under a bunch of stuff that uh, is the propaganda. And sure enough, I pulled no, it up. No, if it's... you type it into Tabers... You'll find, oh, you, you can just research to your heart's content. <laughs> well, I put it in there, and, uh, boy, we, we've got a lot of stuff in there. You're exactly right. Uh-huh, that's what I'm saying. You, you get a plethora of information that you can learn from that. Okay, all right. Now, there's a couple of things I want to bring in because I want to bring in this zombie apocalypse stuff. Now, i I got to tell you, um, before we get to that and before I forget, What's most interesting is the CDC not only has this creepy-looking poster that they put out, okay? They have a Preparedness 101 Zombie Apocalypse blog. I kid you negative. Look, this is thing has been going on for, for a decade. For a decade, guys. This is the Zombie Apocalypse blog here at the CDC. See? Now, here's what's interesting. <laughs> All of the propaganda, and I look, if I watch a TV show on a rare occasion, or if I watch a film, I'm always aware there's a message, so, it may be a great story and all, but there's a, there's a political or a, 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 some other kind of message that's underlying all of it. And I teach my kids this. I'll stop it and I'll say, did you see this? Did you watch that? Did you hear that? All of these zombie apocalypse kind of films, games, all this stuff, if you're not paying attention, you're going to get drawn into by the propaganda if you watch that stuff. One of the interesting things is my kids had me watch Walking Dead. And the first one I saw, I didn't like it because it was part of it. was a really slow episode. And um, so then I went back and I started from the first. And, it, and I, I kind of got into the story a little bit. What's interesting is, do you know the one thing that is utterly destroyed in The Walking Dead? The Center for Disease Control. I've never watched it. <laughs> well, what's interesting is it's the Center for Disease Control that's ultimately destroyed. It, that is the thing that's destroyed. And they aren't able to, to save anybody. They aren't able to, to take care of anybody. It, it, it's, it's a ruse. It is a, it's a farce. And like I said, it's a propaganda arm. But here's one of the things that um, this writer... Let's see, her name is, I'm assuming it's a her, Allie S. Khan. Here's one of the things that she writes. She says, there are all kinds of emergencies out there that we can prepare for. Take a zombie apocalypse, for example. <laughs> I mean, she's supposed to be taken serious, folks. That's right. I said zombie apocalypse. Mm-hmm. You may laugh now, but when it happens, you'll be happy you read this. This is the Center for Disease Control. 
who's putting this out. Maybe you'll even learn a thing or two about how to prepare for a real emergency. And I'm going to tie this back in with the paper that we talked about before because it's talking about these neurological problems that happen, which is, in essence, what happens in the zombies. They basically die, but when you hear the explanation, their brains are fired up to make them, uh, what's the word I want to use here, Uh, animated without the person in them. Okay, that's what it is. It is a it is is the motor functions controlled by the brain of the body in order to to make these guys work. So here's what she says. The word zombie comes from Haitian and New Orleans voodoo origins. This is a spiritual issue. Mm-hmm. Okay, and, and and we've said this all along. This whole thing has has spiritual undertones. There is a spiritual force that's behind the lies and the propaganda behind Convid 1984. There is, and behind the vaccines, there is a spiritual force. You want to see our show with Stephen Hallbrook on that and the history of vaccines uh, in pagan religions and such. All right, so she says, although its meaning has changed slightly over the years, it refers to a human corpse mysteriously reanimated to serve the undead, whatever that is. I've never understood that. Through ancient voodoo and folklore traditions, shows like The Walking Dead were born, and she goes into some of the other stuff. This is on this. This is to be taken seriously by the CDC. Okay, this this is the thing. It's absolutely ridiculous. Um, so when we get into this, one of the things that started all of this, or one of the people who really got us into a lot of the stuff that we're seeing now, Joni, and this came by way of of Carrie Madey. Um, she had sent me a guy by the name of John Craig Ventner. Are you familiar with that guy? I'm not familiar with him. Okay. Now, you wrote an article talking about since the COVID-1984 had not been isolated or purified, uh, you were talking mm-hmm. about it being with other tissue or other stuff. I'm just going to call it that. That's not the technical word. Tissue is probably the more proper <laughs> word. But you said it had the elements there of human genome eight. Can you explain that to people? And then I'll tell you about uh, Mr. Ventner here. Okay. Um, when I was doing research on this, um, you know, what they say they extrapolated out mm-hmm. from what they're calling the COVID-19. It's a, um, we're all, we all have DNA and it's made up of the four different types of proteins arrayed in different mm-hmm. types of, you know, uh, what do I want to say? They're, they're paired together, and that's who makes us what we are. There's four different types of protein. Normally, you see them as A, T, C, and G, and each one of them have a name. So when you compare, they have mapped out, the Human Genome Project has mapped out the human genome, and you can go through all 23 of them if, you know, you want to take the time to do that. Each gene has a specific function. When they mapped out the supposed COVID-19 and you start looking at the sequences, a lot of the sequences lined up with human genome 8. Mm. Now, remember, this was extrapolated off a computer. They never had a total virus to do anything with or any kind of microorganism. This was all extrapolated off a computer. So when you start looking at human genome 8, primary assembly, and then you look at what the genome they say is the COVID, you are going to find similarity just 
one after another. It's just a whole chain of similarity. So that's what they're saying. Well, this is the convid. Well, of course it is. That's you, human genome eight. Yep. Now, in those genomes, those there are specific genes that if there is a failure or a mutation can cause illness. And they have mapped it out to what that is. Well, when you start going in there and trying to correct that, which they have tried to do, then what happened is they got a cascading failure. That trying to correct that one gene caused failure in others that they never expected. Mm. So when you put this mRNA injection into you, and it starts doing its little thing, and you could get that uh, synthesized mRNA into your DNA, then what could happen is it starts trying to rewrite things, correcting things, or making new things that could then cause a cascading failure in other areas, which is where you get a lot of these complications and a lot of these adverse effects coming in. Okay, and this somewhat sounds Whoops, excuse me. Somewhat sounds like some of the things that we were talking with Dr. Merritt about, about what was coming uh, with the vaccine, that it was sort of, I don't know, masking or camouflaging the alleged virus so that your immune mm-hmm. system doesn't even pick it up. Is that sort of some of the stuff you're talking about? Yes, it's called autoimmune okay. disorder. Yes. It's, it's creating an autoimmune disease. So they are getting because the, the immune... doing... They are getting the immune something that your body's going to fight. That's autoimmune. Okay, so they are getting an immune system reaction. That definition would be true. It's just not a good immune uh, system reaction, right? That's correct. And once you start an autoimmune reaction, there's no way to turn it off. There's no way to turn it off. Um, And I'll give you an example. Multiple sclerosis is an autoimmune disorder. Somehow or another... The body finds something, um, your immune system finds something in your body that it thinks is foreign, foreign, and it starts attacking it. Now, MS has to do with the central nervous system, brain, spinal column, spinal cord. So when you are looking at that, it says, oh, there's something abnormal here, and it starts attacking it. So you get that immune response where you have the white cells attacking, you get inflammation, you get dead spots because of the fact that the macrophages are eating it up, then you've got the tubes coming in, cleaning it right. up. But in this particular thing, there's no way to turn it off. You, an autoimmune disease is not able to turn off. Once it's on, it's on. You, it, you can remission it in MS, but now with this mRNA injection, we, it's never been studied this long to know if it turns off or not. So sure. It's on, and there's no off switch. Well, I think that's what Dr. Sherry Tenpenny was talking about, that once it's in, you can't detox from it. It's got your sw- It's got the switch on for immune system. It's like a constant running instead of uh, what you need it to do. And all of this is based on really faulty science. I mean, you know, we're hearing out of the Biden uh, administration that we're going to follow the science. This Saki lady uh, who... who can't put two words together. I mean, she's worse than I am in that. Uh, And she can't put two words together. She can't answer questions and stuff. She's the circle back girl. And um, they're saying, we're going to follow the science. But but what they're actually following is not science at all. It hasn't even been proven. None of this stuff is, you know, and part of science is that your, your follow, your thoughts are coming after the creators. 
um, and you're you're pursuing the knowledge of truth that comes from the Creator. And in science, you're supposed to be able to demonstrate that this happens over and over and over and over and over and over again. And we aren't seeing any of that with this mRNA vaccine at all. Um, Paul, this is one mm-hmm. of the things I often quote. Paul tells Timothy in 1 Timothy chapter 6, he says, Oh, Timothy, keep that which is committed to thy trust, avoiding profane and vain babblings and oppositions of science falsely so-called, which some professing have erred concerning the faith. Now, that, that should cause Christians to wake up. If you're buying into a lot of this propaganda about the COVID-1984, about masks, about the vaccines, the injections, the experimental stuff, whatever you want to call them, you need to be careful. Because Paul says mm-hmm. about science falsely so-called, and this is a false science, some professing have erred concerning the faith. You need to see what your who your faith is in. Is it in your creator, the one whom Psalm 91 says, if we hide ourselves in him in the shadow of the <clears throat> Most High, he protects us from things like the perilous pestilence. Or is your now, faith in other stuff? Go ahead, Joni. Right. Now, I always say you can only have faith in one thing, and that's God and Jesus Christ. Hmm. You can have confidence in other things, but only faith in one, hmm. and that's God and Jesus Christ. And I always remember, they call it the practice of medicine for a reason. Yep. It's because medicine is not settled. There's nothing settled about it. There's always something new coming up, something that changes uh, you know, but it doesn't change for light and transient reasons. It's all based on research okay. and a lot of research and years and years and years. Just like Dr. Merritt was saying, you know, she um, she was talking about the hydroxychloroquine being a lysosomal therapy and that it helped with uh, virus. I forgot the exact mechanism that she was saying. I think it helps uptake zinc into the cell. And they've known this for years, but it wasn't readily communicated, you know, to to the people. And and lots of doctors aren't even aware of it. It's just not readily communicated. There's a lot of things that are not communicated. It's there, but you just don't always receive it all. So that's why you're constantly researching. You're constantly looking at new things because it's always changing but not for light and transient reasons. It's based on years and years and years of study. Right. Well, let's get to this, because what I want to do is I want to take the last part of the show, and I want to take this, what's going on in the physical, and relate it to the spiritual. So let me let me let you in on something. I'm going to be able to, to, to bring you some information, um, since you're helping me so much here. And uh, Dr. Carey shared this with me. This is a John Craig Ventner. Now, this is his Wikipedia page. And you know, with what he's involved in, he's got some control over this, unlike some people that get stuck into Wikipedia. Um, This guy (laughs) is considered an American biotechnologist and businessman. He is known for leading the first draft sequence of the human genome. And he assembled the first team to transfect a cell with a synthetic chromosome. Vintner uh, founded Celera Genetics. Genomics, I think that's how you pronounce that, the Institute for Genomic Research and the J. Craig Ventner Institute. Now, you know if you're getting into some of the institutes and foundations, stuff like that, that's that's a bad place to go. Where he currently serves as CEO, mm-hmm. he was the co-founder of Human Longevity Incorporated 
and synthetic genomics, which is what we're talking about with this mRNA stuff. He was listed on Time Magazine's 2007-2008 Time 100 list of the most influential people in the world. In 2010, the British magazine New Statesman listed Craig Vintner at 14th in the list of the world's most the world's 50 most influential figures of 2010. Some of you have never heard of this guy, yet he was considered 14th in the list of 50 most influential figures of 2010. Most of you have never heard of this guy. In 2012, Ventner was honored with Dan David Prize for his contribution to genome research. He's a member of the USA Science and Engineering Festival's advisory board. Now, here's what here's the interesting 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 thing about Mr. Ventner. His early life and education. Listen to this, folks. He was born in Salt Lake City, Utah, the son of Elizabeth and John Ventner. In his youth, he did not take his education seriously, preferring to spend his time on the water in boats or surfing. Hang ten, dude. According to his biography, A Life Decoded, he was said to never be a terribly engaged student, having C's and D's on his 8th grade report cards. He graduated from Mills High School in Millbrae, California, and although he opposed the Vietnam War, Vintner was drafted and enlisted in the United States Navy, where he worked in the intensive care ward of a field hospital. While in Vietnam, he attempted suicide by swimming out to sea, but changed his mind more than a mile out and being confronted with severely injured and dying Marines on a daily basis instilled in him a desire to study medicine. Although he later switched to biomedical research, uh, Vintner began his college career at Community College, College of San Mateo in California, and later transferred to the University of California, San Diego, where he studied under biochemist Nathan O. Kaplan. He received a B.S. He received a B.S. in biochemistry in 1972 and a Ph.D., in physiology and pharmacology in 1975 from UCSD. Now, this is the this is one of the guys who started this off. I think we lost Joni there. Um, <clears throat> this is one of the guys who started this whole genome research. Uh, a guy who had C's and D's in eighth grade. Now, that's not to say that people can't change and that maybe this this these experiences in Vietnam uh, went on to maybe you know, get his head right. I don't know. Uh, but he's obviously a guy who had who had low grades there, didn't take his education serious, uh, attempted suicide. So this is, you, you have to get, this is, the, this is the experiences and the mindset of this man. As far as I know, I mean, I'm not seeing any kind of uh, uh, conversion or anything like that within any of this stuff here. So this is the mind and the experiences of Mr. Ventner. Uh, were you able to hear that, Joni? I was. Okay. I, my call dropped, so I had to call back in. <laughs> okay, no problem. Um, so, so one of the things but, that. Um, go ahead. Okay, so okay, then that explains what I've seen in some of the um, papers. I see J.C. Venter uh, in some of the uh, human genome projects. I've seen um, him and somebody else that was in on it. So that explains where that name came from. Okay, because okay. I didn't know his first name. Okay, and I didn't. Uh, and it was spelled differently, so that's why I did not recognize uh, the John Craig Vintner. I didn't know what mm. his name was. It was JC. It's what I kept seeing. Okay. So on the Human Genome Project when I was on it. Okay. So that makes that that's why 
Okay, now I now I got it. Okay, all right. <laughs> well, that that was the that was that was all that I had for that. Now I want to take and move from this this physical thing that we're talking about into the spiritual. So, uh, Joni, I appreciate your call. Thank you for taking time with us and uh, and Thank and you. your, the information you gave us. All right. Thank you, Tim. Have a great day. Okay. Thanks. You too. All right. There goes Joni. We appreciate her very much. You can read her uh, articles at sonsoflibertymedia.com. Look for Suzanne Hamner. She goes under pen name Suzanne Hamner. So some of you are wondering about that in the chat. That's the reason for it. Now, this this reminds me, and I, I was, especially with the CDC and their whole zombie preparedness apocalypse stuff. And by the way, I mean, they have an entire page that's dedicated to this zombie prepared. I'm not. I'm not making this stuff up. They're saying it, and they've got a blog, and they've got preparedness, and they've got novels, and I, so they even set up a social media online for this. Okay, this is the CDC. <laughs> it's absolutely ridiculous. So here's what I thought. Spiritually, we are in a zombie apocalypse anyway. Do you know why? You say, Tim, that just sounds ridiculous. Let me read it to you. This is straight out of Ephesians 2. Paul writes, And you hath he quickened. Who quickened? God. Who were dead in trespasses and sins. You were the zombies. You were the walking dead, if you will. And don't believe me? Listen as he as he writes on. Where in time past you walked according to the course of the world, according to the prince of the power of the air, the spirit that now worketh in the children of disobedience, among whom also we all had a conversation in times past in the lusts of our flesh, fulfilling desires of the flesh and of the mind, and were by nature the children of wrath, even as others." In other words, we're dead in our sins. And he's going to say that in a minute, in verse 5. We were dead in our sins. Now, what do dead men do? Everybody says nothing. No, they do a couple of things. They stink and they rot. They stink and they rot. Okay? That's the state that sinners are in in this world. I was one of them. And yet the Bible tells me, But you found God. Is that what it says? No, that's not what it says. But you searched after God. Is that what it says? That's not what it says. You somehow gained and and mustered up faith within you. That's not what it says. Verse 4 says, But God, who is rich in mercy, and if you go back to Romans 9, you'll see he gives mercy to whom you'll give mercy, and he hardens whom he hardens. God is rich in mercy for his great love wherewith he loved us. Even when we were dead in our sins, he hath quickened us. That makes us alive together with Christ. By grace you're saved. And hath raised us up together and made us sit together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. That in the ages to come, he might show the exceeding riches of his grace in his kindness towards us through Christ Jesus. In other words, why does God save sinners? Is it because he loves us so much? Is he just wanting to fix broken toys and all this stuff, you know, the modern gospel? That's not what it is. God saves us so that he'll be glorified in saving us. This is why at the Sons of Liberty we talk about our love for God doing what he has done for us is a demonstration 
of love. It's a demonstration of that love for what God has done. He has saved us from being dead in our sins. You say, what's my sin? Well, having other gods before God, making our images, bowing down to them, serving them, taking God's name in vain, not remembering the Sabbath day to keep it holy and working six days, not honoring your parents, stealing, killing, killing, murder, not, not killing, but, but murder, that's really what it should be, uh, the translation should be, adultery, covetousness, and lying. Have you ever been guilty of any of those? Have you ever had those desires in your heart? You're guilty of it. You're dead in your sins apart from Christ. You are the walking dead. You are the zombie. Literally, that's what you are. And yet, the Bible says, it is God who's rich in mercy. He has great love for his people And he saves them. He quickens them. He makes them alive. He takes out of them a heart of stone and he gives them a heart of flesh. And then we also read here in the passage, For by grace are you saved through faith, not of yourselves. It is the gift of God. Not of works, lest any man should boast. There is not a man on the planet who can boast in his spirituality, his faith, his repentance, his decision to trust Jesus or whatever they call it. You you can't trust in that. Nope. It's only in God himself. It's not of works lest any man should boast. And then here's, here's the catch that people often leave off. They'll quote Ephesians 2, 8 and 9 and they'll leave off verse 10. Look at what it says. For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus unto good works, which God hath before ordained that we should walk in them. Friends, I give you the physical stuff, okay? We went through this, and I got to tell you, it's bizarre to me, the whole zombie apocalypse stuff. But there is a spiritual connotation to this, and you and I are the remedy. We're the solution to bring that to the people who are still in this state of being dead in their sins. And how do we do it? We do it by means of the preaching of the gospel. Nothing else will change those dead sinners into alive saints. Nothing will do it. And we don't get to change the message. We don't get to mix it up with other stuff. We have to give the message that calls men to repent of their sin, put their faith in the Lord Jesus Christ, and be reconciled back into God. I hope that you have done that today. If not, God commands you to do it. He commands you to repent of your sin. And for those who desire mercy of God, He is willing to give it. You've got to repent. 23 hours, Rotten of the Core Wednesday, we'll have the Common Core Diva Lynn Taylor with us. See ya.